You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Let's go to Luke chapter 10. I got other numbers, but I'm going to make you wait. Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 1. Did you receive that, dear lady? You receive that? Is it a good word for you? Good. Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 1. It says this, After these things the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city, into San Marcos, National City, Salt Lake City. Every, every city. Watch this, it's so powerful. Every city and place where he himself was about to go. I'm telling you, it's hard to fathom what God is doing when you're in a move of God. You don't understand that history is going to be kind to awaken church. You want to know why? Because you're writing it. You don't even know. I I know you guys just, oh my God, look what God's doing. God hasn't even started yet. This is just the beginning, okay? He sent them out two by two to his face in every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to, uh, verse two, verse two, yeah. Then he said to them, well, I get it. The harvest truly is, is great, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into his harvest, right? I can read from my Bible because here it is. Yeah, in verse three, go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. That's not very motivational. You go to a motivational seminar, hey, you're a lamb among wolves. Just want to let you know that. That's how you're going to make sales, okay? <laughs> Carry neither money sack, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. But wherever you're, where, whatever house you enter, say peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give. For the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house, wherever city you enter, and they receive you. Eat such things and that they are set before you. And, and heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God, come on, has come near you. And whatever city you enter and they do not receive you, go out into its streets and say, the very dust of your city which clings to us, we wipe off against you. We had some song, we'll wipe off the dust. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near you. Now, verse 17, very quickly. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us. 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 Come on, somebody, in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. (laughs) I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you. I give you the authority to trample over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Not some, over all the power of the enemy and nothing, nada, nada, nada. Habla espanol, nada. Nothing shall any means hurt you. Somebody say amen. Verse 20, then I'm done. Nevertheless, look at your neighbor and say, nevertheless. Look at your neighbor and say, nevertheless. Watch this. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, but, but that the spirits are subject to you. You know Jesus saying, and hey, you're tripping on that? That's, that's not why you get all excited. Don't you know demon power is subject to you? He says, but, but what you got to get excited about is rather this. Rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Come on, rejoice that you have a relationship with God. 
rejoice that you're a son or daughter of the Most High God. Father, I thank you. I thank you, and I pray in the next 25 minutes, because I'm already hungry, God, so go quick. <laughs> Double doubles calling me, Jesus. I fasted, God, today, so it's a three by two. You know, Jesus, and cheese fries, because I hear the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know I'm offending somebody. God, let that religious spirit get out of here. <laughs> Jesus, I, I'm so grateful. You're just good. You've been so good to me. And I'm just grateful for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Thank you so much. If you're taking notes, the title of the message is, I saw Satan fall like lightning. I saw Satan fall like lightning. Thank you so much, guys. I saw Satan fall like lightning. I'm going to age myself just for a second. I know some of you thought I was 35, but thank you so much. Um, but I'm going to age myself here because, you know, a few years ago, many years ago, it was a cultural phenomenon that hit. It was a commercial, and it was, it was of this older person, an older lady, an older man, and, and this in commercial, they'd be walking. All of a sudden, they fell down. And the, and the tagline was, I've fallen, and I... Now, if you finish that tagline, I know you're over 40-some years of age. In fact, I was watching TV, and, and I hate to say this, but every once in a while, does anybody ever binge on TV? Can I see your hand? Okay, not very many hands. Let me rephrase that. How many of you binge on Netflix? That's TV. Like, like I tell people, I don't eat pork, but I eat bacon. People go, wait, 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 wait. Isn't bacon pork? I said, no. No, bacon is bacon. So let me just go back. How many have ever, ever binged on Netflix? All right, 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 Netflix or television, right? In fact, I was watching regular TV, and, and, and sure enough, this commercial came up, and I was like, oh, my gosh, they're still selling that thing, right? I've fallen, and I can't get up. It, it's kind of funny, but that is kind of the mantra of culture today. If we look at modern-day culture of, of the culture we live in, it doesn't matter how old you are, we have this victimization that's gone on in our society. And, and we have this, I've fallen, and I can't get up. And I've fallen, I'm going to blame you because I've fallen. And, and because I've fallen, and if you don't help me up, then it's your issue. And we have this whole issue in America and in society that we have fallen and we can't get up. But the devil is a liar. Because let me tell you something who's really fallen and he can't get up is the devil himself. The devil has fallen and he can't get up. You're not helping me. Let, me. let me explain it to you for a second. I'm not saying the devil is falling. I'm saying he's fallen. I'm saying the devil is defeated. Jesus is victorious. But the devil lies to us. And he's telling you and he tells me that you fall in. Oh, pobrecito. Oh, mijo. You don't even know what I'm saying if you're white. Listen to me. Did that offend you? I married somebody who's white. I got three kids. They're called coconuts. Brown on the outside. Come on, somebody. White in the inside. I'm, I'm telling these jokes for the newbies, okay? You're the newbies, okay? Oh, I thought you were Middle Eastern. Nothing wrong with that. I'm Hispanic Latino, okay? Get it right, all right?
We, we, have, we have to understand that, that biblically, theologically speaking, the devil has fallen. But he lies to you and tells you, you have fallen and you can't get up. But as a child of the most high God, come on somebody. Listen, you were fallen, but Christ saved you delivered you, filled you with the Holy Spirit, and now you can live an overcoming life. I'll call your attention to the text very quickly for the sake of time. And in and, and, and Luke chapter 10, it's very interesting. But if you go back in Luke chapter 9, there's some crazy stories. One of the stories in Luke chapter 9 is Jesus now goes up on the Mount of Transfiguration. And you can read it in, 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 Mark, in, excuse me, in Luke chapter 9 and in Mark, I believe it's chapter 7. And so what happens is, is that they go up on this mountain and there is Jesus. And all of a sudden Jesus is glorified. And then there is Moses and there is Elijah and there is Jesus. They have the disciples up there and it's a glorious scene and what happens is is that the disciples get so overwhelmed because they see Moses and they see Elijah it's crazy that Moses uh, God said you'll never enter the promised land but it's funny that he's in the promised land in this in this transfiguration that's a whole nother message and so so there's Moses and there's Jesus and there's Elijah who represents the prophets and they say hey Jesus let's build these three tabernacles right let's build these three tabernacles this is amazing what they were saying is hey Jesus we're going to build a tabernacle for Moses and for you and for Elijah in other words you are all the same that's what they were saying so they're so excited, and as they get ready to do that, a voice from heaven says, this is my beloved son, listen only to him. What is the purpose there? The purpose is, is that Jesus is the fulfiller of the law and the prophets. And so Jesus is preeminent in everything that we do. They have this incredible encounter. And all of a sudden the Bible says that Moses and Elijah disappear. And Jesus' glorified body goes back into his regular body. And they start walking down the mountain. As they go down to the mountain, there is another scene. And the scene is this. There are the disciples. And there is a father. And he has a son. The father sees Jesus come down from the mountain. And the father runs to Jesus and says, Jesus, Jesus, I brought my son to your disciples because he's demon possess and they cannot cast the demon out can you help me Jesus says this bring the kid to me bring him over to me so the Bible says when they bring the child over to Jesus the demon spirit sees Jesus throws him down on the ground and now all of a sudden this 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 child is writhing and he's foaming at the mouth and it's very interesting in the book of Mark that Jesus looks at the scene and he says to the father he says how long this has been happening how long? And he said, since childhood. Some of the things that you're dealing with is a result of things that you have not dealt with when you were a kid. This is not psychobabble. This is not something that's way out there. I'm telling you that, listen to me, some of you have been through trauma, through events, through divorce, through pain, through anguish, through all that kind of stuff. And when you do not, watch me, face that, let go of the fear and say, Jesus, you're able to heal me and deliver me from whatever happened to me when I was younger. Long story short, Jesus actually delivers him. It's so funny because Jesus rebukes two spirits. He says, you deaf and dumb spirit. Now, can I tell you, this, this is a teenager now. I was youth pastor for a lot of years, and I love young people. In fact, the kids that love me, Generation Z loves Benny Perez. 
No, 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 no. It's it's crazy. Like like it's crazy. I, I, everywhere I'm going, I, I was just at another church preaching, and a 15 year old guy comes up to me during worship. He taps me on the shoulder. He said, "Sir, sir is code for old guy." <laughs> if they start calling you sir, that means you're old. I used to, used to be, hey bro, now no, that's long gone. He goes, he goes, sir. I'm like, yeah. He goes, are you gonna pray for pray for people like you did last night? I said, yeah. He says, I brought a friend who's suicidal. I never saw that, but something happened to me last night. Can that happen to him tonight? Wow. I'm worshiping again. Girl, I said, how? She goes, I'm 16. Are you going to do that thing that you did last night? Because I have my friend. I brought her. Because she's got stuff. She's got issues. And, and I just think that Jesus can do something. I said, yeah, we're going to do that. Watch. He says, you deaf and dumb spirit. You know, we were youth pastors a lot of years. And it's so funny. I sit down with young people. I go, what were you thinking? I wasn't thinking. That's a dumb spirit. I mean, I've told you as your pastor, your parents were telling you about things. What happened? I wasn't listening. That's a deaf, that's a deaf spirit. And I'm kind of being a little bit funny, but there are deaf and dumb spirits that are trying to infiltrate our culture, but the devil is a liar. We are raising up a new generation of young people that can hear the voice of God, that have wisdom from heaven, that begin to live a life that glorifies God, because if they get touched at 12, we don't have to rescue them at 21. So now you see this whole scene, and, and Jesus now casts out this demon. Now we go to Luke chapter 10, and what is Jesus doing? Jesus is sending out disciples. It's crazy, because when I read this, I'm like, Jesus, they couldn't even cast out a demon from a kid, and now you're sending them out. You want to know why? Because though you have failed, that doesn't mean you're a failure. Though you didn't get it right, it's okay. Jesus knows. Can I tell you? Jesus knew that Peter was a cusser. Jesus knew that people didn't have it all together and yet he still chose them. Where do we get this thing about perfection? God's about direction. If you're going to fail, which we all will, fail forward into faith. It's so crazy because I read the text and here's where I'm going to go now and it says that Jesus now calls these other disciples and, and he sends them out and he sends this group out and in this Satan, this title of the message is I saw Satan fall like lightning and the reason why he falls like lightning and he keeps falling like lightning is because I want to show you in the text that applies to you and applies to my life. Number one, write this down. First thing you want to know is this. Know who sent you. You got to know who sent you. He said, Jesus did two things. He appointed them, sir. That word appoint means to give authority, to set in place, to give a rightful place of position. It means that Jesus literally, if it was back in the night days, Jesus would be knighting them. And he would be saying, now you're going and I'm appointing you, and I'm sending you. It's like 
an, uh, an ambassador from the U.S., when they go to another nation, they have been appointed and they have been sent. And though they go to another nation, they're in it, but they're not of it. What they do is they represent the most powerful nation on the planet. It's the United States of America. And when they go there, that government and that nation, they don't just recognize them. They recognize who sent them. That's why you have to understand who you who anointed you who called you who saved you who delivered you who healed you who is with you you got to know who sent you i've been to the white house three times yes not not outside the gates oh the white house oh No, inside the gates, not illegally. Stop, you got it, you got it, you, you, you got, yeah, I got a sniper, yep, I got a shot on him, I got, he's too fast, he's moving too fast, he's too quick. My God, who is he? <laughs> I got invited by the president, twice. First time I got invited, right? I'm like, what? They invited me? And if I'm honest, my natural mind kicked in, and I'm like, Does, do they know I'm from Pico Rivera? <laughs> See, I, I, not, 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 listen, see me white people, guys, don't come to me and say Pico Rivera. That's blasphemy. <laughs> it's like telling me, I had tacos. Ta ta what? What's even worse, taquitos. Stop the madness. <laughs> you don't even know where Pico Rivera is. One person does. Thank you. One, and you're not there anymore. That's my point. <laughs> now, I love my family, and, and, and I'm not putting, not throwing shade where I grew up, but, but I didn't grow up like in, in, in what you would call a powerful place or a lot of influence or world renown. I grew up in a loving, great family with a great mom and a great dad that work hard, love Jesus, and I'm grateful for my upbringing, but it's not where places of power usually reside. People ask me, they said, when you went to the White House, were you a little bit nervous? When you went to the White House, I mean, do you understand? They do like background check after background check. I think they, they background check like three generations dead. I, I mean, this is crazy. Secret service. I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff. And finally, my White House clearance came through. And when I talk about the highest clearance, because I was, there's the Oval Office and there's Cabinet Room. I was sitting in the Cabinet Room where all the major decisions of the world take place in the Cabinet Room. Yeah. I'm sitting there. <laughs> me. Orelevato, me. I know, I know some of you didn't understand what I said. I didn't curse. Promise. Look it up. Look it up. Orelevato. Siri, what is Orelevato? I don't speak slang. Okay. <laughs> some, of you, some of you should laugh. You look younger. Here's what he said. They said, what did you feel? Okay, so, so there I am. I'm sitting. There's only, I think, 15 of us there. So it wasn't like, oh, prayer, breakfast, and like thousands of pastors show up. <laughs> you didn't meet the president. Shut up. 
I, I go in there, and so they prep us, and Mike Pence says, okay, when the president comes in, you know, you all stand. I said, I get it, I get it, bro, I get it. And so he came in, and the president came in, and, uh, and so we all stood up, and I was sitting, like, like right in front of the pre- president's there. I'm right across the table, and I lock eyes with them. And he's like, whoa. Because <laughs> he felt that. He felt that anointing, right? So then the president says, he says, I, I, I want to go and I want to stand up. and I want to meet all the individuals. And, pres- and Vice President Pence goes, that's, that's out of protocol. So he starts coming around and you can see everybody's nervous. He's kind of a little nervous, right? So the president comes around and he says, hey. I said, uh, Mr. President, I'm Benny Perez from Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. He goes, absolutely. We, we talked for about three minutes, okay? Just chatting. Everybody was like, oh, how come he's talking to him so much? <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> you would want to talk to me for at least three minutes. <laughs> the president liked me so much, he invited me back the second time. Yeah. And then we got invited back a third time. To an exclusive place, I'm not making this stuff up, that only dignitaries and, and powerful people from other nations, I'm not going to say names, actually go and eat in this room. And we were the first ones that got to eat there when they remodeled it and opened it up. Now watch me. Somebody asked me this. He said, how'd you feel? Were you intimidated? Were you scared? Were you nervous? A little bit I was, but then I thought something. I got an invitation from the White House, but they didn't send me. I know who is sending me to the White House when you know who sends you. You have confidence, you have authority, you have power. I know who I am because I know who sent me. Listen to me. Let me talk to you business people. When you're going to make that big business deal and you're trying to close that deal, it's a powerful man or woman that you're meeting with. The way you don't get nervous is you know who sent you. You're on assignment. I know God is with me. God has blessed me. God is sending me to make this deal, to make money for the kingdom and be a blessing to others. Oh, no. No, 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 no. It's not arrogant. I'm not being cocky. I know who has sent me. So I'll sit with pro athletes. I'll sit with presidents. I'll sit with individuals. I'll sit with billionaires. I'll sit with whoever. And I go there because I know Jesus has sent me. Oh, I can preach this bad boy just a little bit further. You're an athlete in high school. Guess what? God has sent you on that team. When you're in school, university, God has sent you. And if you understand God has sent you, it means you're on mission. Listen to me. Preaching is not from a pulpit. It's with your life. 
It's a proclamation of good news. You do business with me. You do business this way. You do business God's way. There's a blessing that comes when you do it God's way. I don't know who I'm talking to, but God is about ready to send somebody before somebody powerful, influential, and when you know who sent you, you go with confidence and say, God, thank you. Thank you, God. You sent me. Give God a five-second praise break right now. Come on. You got to know who sent you, man. I got invited here, but God sent me to preach tonight. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disparaging the, the, the invitation, but I know I got sent. <laughs> you got you to gotta know. You got to know who sent you. We represent the kingdom of God. We are ambassadors. We're of this world, but not in it. We're in it, but not of it. We are different. We're light. We're salt. We're anointed. We're called out. Number two. Know who sent you, but number two, throw it on the big old screen that I'm envying, that I'm going to take off that wall and carry it with me back home. <laughs> I'll just strap it to the roof of my Ferrari. Look at this. Don't go alone. Look at Jesus. Jesus sent them two by two. Not one by one. It goes against the culture. Because culture says, you know what? That, that religion, it's a personal religion. It's just between you and Jesus. And it should not infiltrate the public life. That is not biblical. The biblical mandate is, it's me, Jesus, and others. We've got to get back to the biblical mandate that you cannot live life alone. You need to be involved in a connect group. You need to come and pray with men on Tuesday mornings at 5.30 because you can't do life alone. You got to do, do life at Awaken Church. You got to do life in a community of faith. Don't do it alone. I must admit that I like certain TV programs. One of them is Animal Planet. Come on, somebody. Oh, wave your hand at me, you animal people there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see you, Peter. I see you. I love to watch a show. It's called Predators. I don't want to watch shows about, about birds, mice. Give me the tigers and lions. I love this one, right? So, Wendy is the lion one. She goes, oh. And so all of a sudden now you're on the savannas of Africa. And there is the pride of lions. And the cool thing about the lion kingdom is that the women do the work. All I do is have to have a mane and just go like this. The women go hunt, bring it back to big daddy. Come on, somebody. Wendy, I'll shake my mane all day for you, baby, right there, right? <laughs> when I had one. Watch. So if you watch the Animal Kingdom, it's kind of cool. It's kind of the Animal Kingdom, right? I got to be a little silly because we've got young people here. The Animal Kingdom, the Animal Kingdom, right? And, and all of a sudden, I don't know why, I don't know why, the announcer starts whispering. Like, why are you whispering, bro? And watch as the lioness starts to stalk through the height. I'm like, she can't hear you, bro. In fact, 
I can't hear you. Can you talk louder, please? It's like, like, dude, this is weird. Like, you're really into it, you know? And you watch. She and their lionesses are working together as a team. As they approach the pack of antelopes. Their mission, and their mission is to separate one from the pack. They're not looking for ten. They separate one from the pack. Listen to me. Isn't it strange that the Bible says that the enemy is like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour? But the only way a lion can devour something or someone is if it isolates it from the pack. Okay, let me, let me tell you to you this way, because I'm preaching really good. I really am. The most dangerous place to be is alone with your own thoughts. The, 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 the craziest place to be not to be depressed, but to be depressed by yourself. The craziest place to be is in trauma and pain. Oh, no, 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 no. Not, 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 not to be in trauma and pain, and, and, and no, but to be in trauma and pain all by yourself. The craziest place to be is when the enemy comes with lies and thoughts and starts telling you stuff, and you're alone with your thoughts. My God, I'm here to tell you, if you don't get anything, you need to stay in community. You need to stay into church. You need to stay in relationship. I want a friend to tell me those thoughts are crazy Benny why are you thinking that that's not you that's the devil we need more men and women to stand up and say no I won't let you think crazy thoughts don't 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 go alone man even where I grew up the gangs are more biblical than Christians you will never see a gang member going at it by themselves they will never go in a fight by themselves. They will never go into enemy territory. Come on, somebody, by themselves. The streets have a code, baby. The streets have a code. And listen to me. You're my brother. Uh -uh. You're not going to go down without a fight. I'm going to fight with you. I'm going to back you. I'll cut for you. I'll drive by for you. I'll do whatever I can. And that is the streets. It's so good, Jurgen. I know. When you're good, you're good. <laughs> Have some confidence. If somebody told me, you're a great salesman, well, I'm not really. No, I'm not. That's, I'm tired of that false humility. Thank you. I am. I work hard at my craft. I do it. Thank you, sir. Have some confidence. If I don't like my preaching, why should you? If I don't like my cooking, why would you? Don't go alone. Look at your neighbor and say, don't go alone. Look at your neighbor and say, don't go alone. Number three. Hurry. Write this down. Number three. Number three. I got, oh, I know I'm going late. I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Number three. Write it down. Number three. See the possibilities. 
Here's Jesus. You know what Jesus says? Jesus says, look at the harvest. It is great. Look at all the possibilities. Look at all the blessings. Look at all the deals. Look at all the opportunities that you have. Jesus is saying, look at the harvest. It is so great. Pray for more labors to go out. It is so great. Here's the issue. Is that we all look at the problems instead of the possibilities. He said, I want you to look. It is so significant. It is so abundant. It is so awesome that I want you to pray for more people to be a part of the vision so you can bring in more of a harvest. I have a prophetic word for Awakened Church. I don't know what's going to happen, but you're going to double in size. You're going to double in influence. You're going to double campuses. You're going to double finances. You're going to double, double, double. I got a good word for you. God says, I'm going to give you double for for the trouble that you've had to endure. I'm going to give you double for the trouble that you've had to endure. And some of that trouble has been private, not, not in their family, but private that only leaders carry. See the possibilities. Now why, 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 why would he say that? Why would he say that? Because he says something so profound. He says, I'm sending you out as lambs among wolves. Stop the madness. What are you saying, Jesus? Jesus is saying, I live in reality just like you. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be wolves. You may get bit. You may have a little bit of injury. You may have a little bit of setback. But don't focus on the wolves. Isn't that crazy? We focus on all the wolves. He said, I know they're there, but set your eyes on the possibilities, on the harvest, on the harvest. I love preaching here because he's so encouraging. He's saying, wow, wow, wow. Say it backwards, Pastor Jurgen. Wow. Flip it upside down. You're so good, I'm going to call your mom. You know what's so interesting is I'm closing. I'm closing. How many of you give me just one more minute? Then I, I one more minute. I don't. Not, I didn't say clap. I said how many give me one more minute? Let me see your hand. Hold it up. One, two, three, four, five, six. What? I got 45 more minutes. This is incredible. <laughs> Implicitly in the text, lambs have no ability to fight off wolves. They have no horns. They have no ability. You know what he's telling them? <laughs> you understand, because you live in this culture, you understand that sheep have a shepherd. And the shepherd is responsible for taking care of the sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Where God wants to take you is going to take ultimate faith and trust that he's big enough to do it. The Lord told me to pray a certain amount of money in next year. That's a lot of money. Millions and millions of dollars, more than we've ever taken in. My first inclination was, God, where's it going? And I, and I stopped myself. Where is it? I stopped. Because I'm not responsible for figuring out where it's coming from. I'm responsible to pray it in. He's your great shepherd. I'm going to close with this one because I can't get to all of them, but let me, let, me get to, let me get to this one. Put it up the next point, please. Who sends you is more important than who receives you. 
I was, I was, I was praying last week. I get up early. It's just me. There's no shade on anybody. I get up usually at five o'clock in the morning, just naturally. Just my body clock. My wife naturally gets up at the crack of noon. It's her body clock. <laughs> Lunch wakes her up. It's the way it is. How many are like my wife? Come on, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you. I see you. So why are you looking tired? You just got up. <laughs> You've only been up for seven hours. I've been up 14. Isn't it interesting? Jesus says this, and then I'm done. He says these words. When you go someplace and you bring peace, if a person of peace resides there, peace will be on you. But if you go someplace and they don't receive you, go out, shake off the dust off your shoes. Well, what is he saying? See, we trip out on, I can't believe I got rejected. I can't believe they didn't accept the sales deal. I can't believe it didn't work. I can't believe this. And, and you're missing the point. Because who sent you is more important than who receives you. See, I can handle rejection because you're not as important as the one who sent me. I could go and have five no's to a deal, but I know I'm going to land the big yes, baby, because I know who sent me. There were five women that said no, but I knew there was going to be someone that said yes. It's a word for somebody. You know what dust is? Mankind was created from dust. We need to shake off Watch me, other people's flesh, other people's issues, other people's insecurities, other people's stuff. That's not my issue. Don't put it on me. I need to dust it off. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Oh. Can I go one more? How many of you give me one more? I'll have to save it for next time I come back. Praise the Lord. Okay, here we go. 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 All of this, Jesus now says these words. He says, Don't rejoice that demons tremble. And the last point is very simply this rejoice over the right thing. Because <laughs> you're crying over the wrong thing. You got to learn to rejoice over the right thing. How do you get the spirit of oppression and depression off of you? By putting on the garment of praise and letting go of the spirit of heaviness. What does that mean? I'm rejoicing over the right thing. I'm rejoicing that I have a relationship with Jesus. I'm rejoicing that God has favored me. I'm rejoicing that what the enemy meant for evil, God will turn around for good. I'm rejoicing that I'm anointed. I'm called. I'm favored. I'm blessed. Here's what the Lord told me. I can tell somebody this. Here's what the Lord told me to tell somebody. Some of you got to quit being fixated on a closed door when you live under an open heaven. 
An open heaven is greater than a closed door. We get so fixated on a closed door. But I live under an open heaven. I live with blessing. I live with God being before me, God going ahead of me, God being beside me. I live with God saying, with me, all things are possible. I'm done. Somebody say, I'm done. Look at your neighbor and say, he's done. Look at your neighbor and say, I hope he's done. Three by two. Catch your mustard instead of the spread. Add chopped chilies and pickles. Orale, yay, yay, yay. Cheese fries, please. I want them layered. Put cheese, then fries, and cheese. You got to know how to do it. Wait, he's talking about Jesus, then In-N-Out Burger. This is really strange. It's like Jesus preaching. Look at the birds. Look at the flowers. Just saying. And by the way, Jesus didn't preach short. I prove it to you biblically. He preached so long that they said, Jesus, send them away. They're hungry. I know. Paul didn't preach short. He preached so long, he got game. Eutychus fell out of the window. Died. You think that'll shut down the meeting? You know what Paul did? Hold on. Went down, raised him dead, brought him back up, and preached until the sun rose. Wow. Okay. I see altar call. Okay, let's make the altar call. Here we go. The greatest miracle you ever see is not blind eyes or deaf people hearing. That's awesome. Not the dead being raised. That's awesome. And you see miracles, tumors vanishing, we give God all the glory. But the greatest miracle, the only place in Scripture that the Bible says that all heaven rejoices is when one person says yes to Jesus. That's the only place. No place else. My passion is to see people say yes to Jesus. Not just on a platform, but wherever I go. I give opportunities for people to say yes to Jesus. Talking to people on the golf course, talking to people wherever I go. Hey, man, God opens up. Don't we start talking about Jesus. And you're in this place right now. And just hold with me just for a second right now. You're not sure if you're right with God. You're not sure right now that, that you've said yes to Jesus, that your sins are forgiven, that you're a follower of Jesus, that you're a son or daughter of God. Listen to me. You can be sure tonight. Tonight is your night. And what I have to do, we're saved by faith through grace. We're saved because of God's grace, and we do it through faith, and, and it's just trusting Jesus with our life. It's not trying to get it all right. It's saying, Jesus, you can make me right, and I receive right now. Every head up, every eye open. Well, can we just kind of, kind of, no, kind of secret? No, 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 no. I, listen, all heaven is going to see, we want to see. And when one person's hand goes up, we're going to start going crazy. We're going to start shouting. We're going to start going crazy. Okay, you ready? One, you know who you are. Two, it could be one, it could be none. I don't know. Are you ready when I say three? You ready? One, two, three. Shoot your hand up high. High, 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 high. High, 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 high. Shoot your hand up. Shoot your hand up. Okay, watch. What? Wait, 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 watch. I want you to ask your neighbor. Say, neighbor, do you need to raise your hand? Because if you do, I'll raise my hand with you. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, do you need to raise your hand? 
If you do, I'll raise my hand with you. Are you ready? When I see three, ask them. I'm not teasing. Ready? One, two, three, ask them. Ask them, right? Ask them, ask them, ask them, ask them. Okay, ready? When I see three, shoot your hand up now. One more time. Ready? One, two, three, shoot your hand up high, high, high. Wow, 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 wow. If you're raising your hands, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Don't hesitate. Stand, 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 stand. Somebody shout. Stay standing. Stay standing if you raise your hand. Stay standing. You're standing. Let me, let's all pray this prayer together out loud. Say, say, dear Heavenly Father, right now, I turn and put my trust in Jesus Christ, I receive salvation, forgiveness of sins through Jesus Christ. Say, Holy Spirit, come on in. I belong to you now. Change me from the inside out. In Jesus' name, come on, everybody say amen. One more time, give God a big hand clap. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.